Pittsburgh Pile Driver Podcast is. Oops, I'm breaking the fourth wall. <laughs> Love that sound because it means we're into the breaking kayfabe lounge and to christen it since we're here relaxing with all the people here. Let's go ahead and up. Oh, 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 there we go. All right, Ooh. the sweets, the sweet sounds of beverage. I don't know. So, Ooh. like, every time I crack a beer, I'll go out to my beer fridge and uh, I mean, I'll order a beer from the breaking kayfabe lounge uh, from they'll bring it to me. Uh, yeah, come on. I'm sorry, I've got to keep. I'm sorry, I gotta keep this up. The um. Uh, like I, I got this this um, this uh, koozie, and it's like it's not like a koozie, like one of the neoprene, like beer uh, koozie things. You know what I mean? That like people give away for promotional things. It's one called. Yeah, those cheaper ones. It's one called hashtag not sponsored. Uh, by the way, it's called Brewmate, um, and it's like it's like metal um, and everything. And it's oh, nice. it's it's one for four pounders. Um, and like generally when I get beer anymore, I'll get a pounder because it's like when I have little cans, I just like, I go like, oh, I'll have 700 of them. You know what I mean? Like they just go down like nothing. Like, like they're just, oh, I'm done with that one. I'll get another one. Oh, I'm done with that one. I'll get another one. And then it turns into, um, so I, I started doing pounders cause I'm like, I have one, take my time, but I want to make sure it's cold cause I take my time with them. And this thing is is great, but the problem is it goes right up to the rim of the the like top of the can. So I forget oh, so what it's kind a tall of tall boy then. Yeah, it's a tall it's a tall boy koozie. Um, I really like it. It's it's really good, um, and it like vacuum seals, so like it keeps it like contained. It's it's neat. It's a neat little thing. I got it on sale, um, but I forget what beer's in here. Oh dear! Like I'll put the I'll put the thing in there and I'll just forget what's in there and I'll take a sip and I'll be like I'll forget I don't have like a Mick Ultra or something in here I'll take a sip and it's an IPA and go hold on. Uh. Mm. What you need to do is you need to get yourself a dry erase marker <laughs> and just write on the koozie right what beer it is when you put it in there and then you just wipe it away for your next beer and this is bam this is why I keep you around bartender. One dry race marker, please. Um, the uh, oh, they're not listening to me. I got the finger, and they're holding a piece of paper. That's my tab from last month. I'm gonna ignore that. Um, the uh, no. So okay, I have a I have, I have a question for you, Ransom. We're oh we're both we're both becoming uh, men of mature times. Yes. Well. <sighs> In number. In number. Probably not in mind. Well, no. In fact, that's probably getting smaller and smaller. But, uh. Well, yeah, so is my brain cells. So that's. Same All of that's true. It's, yeah. And again, what a funny thing, coincidence. We were just talking about beer and getting brain cells smaller. Mm. Um. No, that. <laughs> so, like. But there, there are certain things like, and I, and I know this is kind of old hat discussion, but like people who are in their mid 30s will absolutely get it. Like. When you go visit people, first of all, I will I will preface this with it is always wonderful when you have friends that will put you up, you know, for the night when you're traveling or whatever. You know, if it's like, hey, we got, you know, you can come cr 
crash on the couch or we have a guest bedroom or whatever. Like, it's, it's, it's very nice. But, like, there's certain things that as you go along that you just kind of, like, stop doing. And, and it kind of relates to the, the, the show How I Met Your Mother. They have a, a list called the Murtaugh list where you're too old for that shit. You know what I mean? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like shit you can't do. And like one of the things that I kind of thought about, and this stems from a little road trip I took with my singer uh, from my band, is crashing on people's couches. Like when, he, when it's like you know you're going to crash on a couch. At a certain point, what, when is it, does it kind of stop being acceptable to like call someone and be like, hey man, I'm going to be in your area. You mind if I crash on your couch? You know what I mean? Um, I know that's a tough question because we're all very generous and yeah, you know, like I think it all varies on the friend. You know what I mean? That's fair. Like I wouldn't find it strange in the slightest if it's like, Oh, Hey, you know, if you're like, Hey, I've got Monday off and there's a pay-per-view on Sunday and it's going to be late. It might be snowy. I really don't feel like driving home, but I want to come over and hang out and watch a pay-per-view with you. Well, hey, man, either crash on the couch or bring your air mattress over and set the freaking thing up in the middle of my living room. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that doesn't phase me. That doesn't seem abnormal to me. I don't think no matter how old you get or I get, if it's like, hey, it just, I don't know. It doesn't strike me as abnormal. And so I think it all depends on, like, who you are and what maybe life situation you're in. True. True. I, I didn't I didn't really think about it that way. Well, it was because with my, you know, my singer, we were going down to um, uh, uh, we were going we were going down to the Berg to see a buddy's band play. And um, and I'm very lucky. I have tons of friends in in the Berg that I could call and crash at, you know, and, and yourself included. Usually I've, I've done it before with pay-per-views. Like I've, I've, I've brought my oh, yeah. mattress and crashed, but for some reason this time I had this like weird, like kind of like blustery thing where I was like, listen, I'm, 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 I'm pushing 36. It's, it's time for me to be an adult and I'm, I'm going to get a hotel. I gotta get yeah. a hotel. I know I gotta get a hotel. I gotta, I'm gonna tell. But there was a, there was another factor to this that I'll also bring up, and it, it kind of it, that could lead to a whole nother discussion. But it was like for me, I was like, okay, I'm gonna like, I usually like to make day trips. You know what I mean? Because I'm I'm I have not become the party type. You know, mm -hmm. if I do if if I do go somewhere like if I get together with like you and Beef and Tom, and like we sit around and we're having a couple beers and we stay up and we're talking and like talking about wrestling, talking about whatever, and it's like two right. in the morning. That's different, but I'm talking about like partying at like a bar and then an after party and stuff. Like, nah, oh, good lord! Yeah, that's just not me anymore, man. And no, and I know I, I sound like a bummer drummer to a lot of people, or I sound ungrateful, like that because they invited me to this stuff. But it's like, dude, it's just not who I am anymore. Like, it's just not I, my, you know. I don't think. <sighs> I, again, I, I, from my perspective, I think it's all in like where you are in life. Like for me, honestly, I would say maybe two to three years after college. So I would have been what, 20, 
23-24? Yeah. Yeah. So right around that age is when it hit for me like, oh, the like late night party out at a place. It, it dropped off and it's... Uh, it dropped off in its desirability. Easy for me to say. I haven't even been drinking. <laughs> it has it dropped off in its desirability level. Like I just didn't didn't want to do it. But like you said, even now, like if you and Beef, Tom, whoever, like if they come over to my house, we get a fire going, we're drinking drinks, drinking beers, you know, doing whatever, and it winds up being two, three o'clock in the morning, and we're still at it. That's a different story. You know, like I'm, I'm yeah. it's a relaxed yeah, yeah. environment. I'm not out anywhere. I don't have to worry about crowds of people. I have never liked crowds of people. So that probably was one of those things where it was easy for me to lose that desire to go out to bars, especially bars that get late and get super busy. Mm-hmm. Even in college, like the Loomis, when we would go to the Loomis and Clarion and it would get super busy, we would be there for like an hour and it would be like 9.30, maybe 10 o'clock. And I'm like, all right, guys, you guys ready to go? They're like, dummy, we got here 45 minutes ago. What are you doing? Do you have to poop? Like, why do you want to leave so bad? <laughs> it's like, no, like, I just, it's getting loud. It's getting super packed. Everything is sticky oh. because nobody can keep their drink in their glass because apparently when everybody goes to the bar and the bar gets crowded, <laughs> everybody turns into a five-year-old and is incapable of keeping the drink in the glass. It's so true, though. Uh, it's so true. And like, dude, isn't I don't it? Know, but I don't besmirch anybody. You know what I mean? Like, like yeah. you're saying, I don't besmirch anybody who wants to do it. I'm not going to shit on somebody who invites me to it. Like if someone's like, hey, man, you want to go to this bar? It's going to be great. It's going to be late. It's going to be packed. It's going to be sticky. I'm not going to be like, well, you're dumb because we're in our mid thirties and you idiot. You know what I mean? Like, no, I'm just going to be like, hey, I appreciate the invite. Maybe another time. Like, I'm just, I'm just not feeling it. Oh, dude, I get, no, and I absolutely understand it. Like, you're talking to, you're preaching to the choir. I, like, it's weird. I've never, even when I, even in my, 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 uh, my halcyon days, I was never one for, um, I was never one for bars like that. Like the Loomis or mm-hmm. in Lock Haven, uh, the, the Fallon, uh, mm-hmm. and, uh, here in here in Clearfield, we have a place called the Underground, which I love playing there. Like my band plays there, it's super fun to actually play there. Um, mm-hmm. And the owner's great, and it is a cool joint because they have a pool table, they have beer, they have uh, uh, beer pong set up. Like it feels like it's a little bit of going back to your college days, which it, it uh, at times when you're in the right mood can be kind of fun. But like you said, yes. for me, after about half an hour, I'm done. Like, I'm just, that's me. I'd rather go somewhere where I can sit, have a drink, talk with my friends, you know, and, and, and hold court, if you will. Like, yeah, you know, that's more my speed. It's always been more my speed, even back when I should have been in the, the more party centric kind of thing. But, oh yeah, but like, but that, but that's, that kind of goes back to my original point is that like, because of where the, the gig was from to any individual short of maybe tom it was like it was like 45 minutes you know what i mean so by the time the gig was done it was 11 o'clock and then i would have had to drive 45 minutes to get to where 
you know, to get to your place. And then it's midnight, and then you're walking in being like, hey, man, thanks for letting me crash. And I'm like, nah, like, no. So I got, I got a hotel. And, you know, it, it, like, it, it was just one of those things that I was like, I was just like, yeah, it's, it's hotel time. This is hotel time. Like, this is cowboy yeah. up, get a hotel. And I, weirdly enough, and this could speak to where I'm at <clears throat> with, like, mentally and et cetera, is I treated it like, I was like, the whole gig, I was loving the gig. They played awesome. The band's called Pixelated, by the way. They are super good. They play, like, 90s rock stuff. You know what I mean? So, like, semi charm Tell me about them at one point. Yeah. The oh, name yeah. sounds familiar. I've told you guys about them. They're great. Okay. Like, all, all, right. all the guys in the band are super nice, like, and they're 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 absolutely awesome. So, like, went there and I was enjoying the gig, but my mind was definitely on going. Oh, I can't wait to go to the hotel because I was treating it. Like oh, really? I was going to be alone. I was. It was going to be quiet. I had a nice big bed. Like, I brought my switch with me. Like, it was like. I was like, oh, I was, and in my mind, it was like, I went, oh, it's like a little vacation. Oh, so you were getting some well-deserved alone time. Yeah. Like getting to that hotel, you know, you could, you could relax out on the bed. You got your switch with you. You don't have anybody else in the, in the room or the house or whatever to have to worry about. It can, you can just sit back with your thoughts and just breathe. Absolutely. And like, it was, nice. it was great. Like, and, and, but then I realized I was like, wow. Staying in a hotel after a gig is like a vacation for me. I was like, what am I doing with my life? You oh, know was I mean? it really? Yeah, it was like one of those things where I was like, wow. I was like, that's become a vacation, like in my mind, like a relaxing mm -hmm. idea. And I was like, and I, and I kind of had this like, while I'm watching the show, I had this weird existential like, oh shit, you know, kind of moment. Like, mm -hmm. where I was like. What, like and and then I started kind of like getting in my own head and I was like no just enjoy the show deal with this later. I was like cool we'll do that later we just packed it away. Mm -hmm. Like it was I was like we'll just yep. we'll, we'll cover that later. But yeah. But it but it also like I said I was I was it begged the question to me I was like at what point is it not like you know you call your buddy and be like hey man I'm gonna be there at midnight let me crack you know like yeah it's it just it's it's well yeah I I think. And again, I think it all depends on your relationship with that person. Oh, you know yeah. what I mean? Like a casual friend, I probably wouldn't do that to a casual friend. No. But there was a, you know, a, I, good Lord, I haven't seen this guy since before Athens was born. But we would hang out every once in a while. And he was, he was very OCD. Okay. With like all of his stuff. Uh-huh. And he was OCD with his house, like everything, just very oh. meticulous. And I, he, like, I didn't ask. He offered, he's like, hey, because he lived in Elwood City, which is, I think, 45 minutes to an hour, maybe, from okay. Butler. Okay. Um, so, like, I'd gone over there at one point to, you know, hang out with him. Tara was away for something, so it was just me anyway. So he's like, hey, man, you know, you can crash, you know, no big deal. And, oh, Lord, this was, like I said, it was before Athens was born, so it was, what, over four years ago? Um, but I just didn't, I don't know. I didn't have that comfortability level being like, 
because I know you're particular with your stuff, and I don't know what his morning routine is. You know what I mean? Like I don't oh, want to be yeah. sleeping when he's like, okay, it's time for me to you know fix up my living room here and put these blankets away and start to you know let's go, let's go. Right, right. So I did. I'm like, nah, you know, I, I'm good. I, we'll, I'll stay as late as we as we can go, and it'll be fine, and I'll head up. Not a big deal. I don't mind. It's it's fine. But someone like you, Tom Beef, like if you guys are coming over for a thing. And even if you don't plan on staying, even if like you have all the intention of really going home, you don't bring an air mattress, you don't bring toiletries or anything like that. You're like, no, nah, I'm gonna drive home, I'm gonna drive home. And whether you're not, you get too tired or had a few too many. And then, you know, it's a change in the fly. Suddenly you're like, oh shit, well, I could go home, but it's probably better if I stay. Yeah. I'm gonna try to do everything I can to convince you to stay, just because I think it's gonna be safer that way. Yeah. And. I've got all the stuff that you could need. You know what I mean? I've got toiletries, towels, whatever, you know, bedding, all that shit. We have extra toothbrushes downstairs. You know, it's not a big deal. So like with you guys, even if you were out and had nothing to do with what I was doing, like if Tara and I and the kids are hanging out at home and you're out down, you know, in Pittsburgh, like at a gig or something, and you're on your way home and you're like, oh, shit, I just got real tired. I don't feel like dropping all this money on a hotel. I feel like, you know, with us being as close as we are, it wouldn't matter what time of day it is. You know, it could be 11 o'clock at night. You could call me up and be like, hey, man, I'm going to be rolling through Butler in like a half an hour on my way home. I'm really zonked. And I just, I don't really, I don't want to spend the cash for a hotel. Like my answer would immediately be like, yeah, man, like, come on by. Do you, do you have the air mattress? No. Do you need the couch made up? Because I'll make it up. It'll be ready when you get here. Even if it's like a pit stop for you, like you come in, sleep, Shit, shower, you're on your way. Yeah. Even if it's not like a fraternizing thing where it's like, you know, I, you know, you don't have to feel obligated with me to be like, well, I'm crashing this house. So I should probably hang for a little bit and, you know, like shoot the shit. Really? I mean, you beef Tom, like the people that I'm closest with, you could literally use my house as a hotel. Stop over, do your thing, sleep it off, head out. Yeah. And I, I would much rather prefer you doing that even than spending money that, you know, you don't need to spend on a hotel. Right. When my place is like right here. Well, and, and, and like I said, it wasn't, it wasn't like, it wasn't like afraid of asking people. It was just more, it was more along the lines of like, I went, you know, I having, having the ability and, and being like, you know, I, uh, this is, this is what, it was also one of those, this is what I want to do kind of thing. Yeah. You know, and well, like you had even said, like you wouldn't have probably gotten that that cathartic place if you had stayed at my house. You know, right. because I've got two kids upstairs, my wife and I. I've been getting up three times a night to pee because I'm old. <laughs> and apparently, that's a thing that happens to me now, where I have to freaking can pee every night. I can't sleep a full night in bed. You know, so like if you needed that. To be like, look, I just want to be in a nice, quiet room with my own shit, my own space. Everybody, leave me alone. Then, yeah, man, that's what you need. Yeah, and and you know, I thought, it, but then it turned it turned from like a negative thing, and I also kind of worried about like, oh, people are going to get upset. You know, like that's the other thing is like, and it, you know, this sounds a little bit like a humble brag, and I don't mean it to. I'm lucky right. enough to know a lot of people and have a lot of friends, and and you know. There are times where I'll go to Pittsburgh 
uh, wherever. I'll go to Pittsburgh, State College, out east, you know, and I'll just go because I want to be alone. And I just want to take a road trip and I want to go and do my music store thing or whatever, you know. And oh yeah, and I'll just go and I, and I worry. I'm like, well, if I go and and people aren't there, I'm like, well, I I don't know if I should call people. I I should see if they want to have dinner. I should see if they want to do this. I should see if they want to do like it's one of those things that I I, I get my mental gymnastics go- on, going yeah. like, oh, people are gonna resent me if I don't call them and reach out. But like, you know what the thing is? Like I've realized lately. The, the more you go along, that's that's like a leftover artifact from younger days. Because when you're younger, you don't have as many, like, like honestly, and I know this, like, this is, we're just, I should change the opening slate and the name of this. We should call it the, the, the Breaking Kayfabe Retirement Home. Like, the, <laughs> like, we're, like, but, but it's, it's true, like, the, the more you go along, the more I go, like, people are not going to be mad at me if I do my thing. No. Like, you know, because when you're younger, you know, if you go and do some people, oh, well, why didn't you call me to do it? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, oh. even, even in college. Like, yeah, I probably would think that people would be mature enough now to be like, you know, everybody's got their own shit going on, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And like. And the, the, you know, and I'm lucky that like you and Tom and Beef don't do this to me because I've run into before where people will say to me, they're like, oh, well, you don't have kids. You're not married. You know, like almost like your concerns and your problems aren't as valid. You know what I mean? Like or like your time because you have you have all this free time because you're not married. and You don't have kids. I'm like, well, that's not true. But. No, uh, you well, know. no, definitely not. And and I know, like like I said, you guys don't do that. I'm lucky that I have a bunch of dudes that I do podcasts with and I'm good friends with that don't do that. Uh, because right. I've run into that before. Um, but like, it's just kind of it's just kind of one of those things that like I, I I tend to get myself in those mental gymnastics, and that's why I think that night was kind of cathartic because like even the you know like after party and stuff because like i said i'm buddies with the people in the band like they uh, like that you know they're gonna go oh we're going to so-and-so's house and we're gonna hang out and party i'm like dude no i'm good like and it's not it's not that i don't want to see you guys it's not that it wouldn't be fun it's just i'm i've been up since five o'clock in the morning like you know yeah right because it's a friday need a little bit of rest here man yeah like and uh, or whatever like Mm-hmm. No, it's it's just that it's it's that kind of thing. I don't know. I like. I hear you there. I, and it's even it's even with uh, with gigging. Like when I do play my own gigs, like I I first of all I always drive myself. That's the other thing. I'm big on driving myself places. Like I want to drive me to a gig. Like okay. because then I can like once we're done loading out and we're done cleaning up and we're done with all that stuff. I can just leave. I'm not. Yeah. At, I'm not at at, at the uh, mercy of another person. Like I can right. just. And you don't feel like you're gonna put somebody else out of here. Like, hey man, been up since five. It's it's going on midnight, one o'clock. I I need to get some sleep. You right. know what I mean? Like you don't have to worry about putting somebody else out who wants to stay and have a good time. And you're like, hey man, I'm I'm damn near passing out. Let's go. Yeah, and like, 
I think it's, I, I don't know, man. And I, I don't know if it's by dint of COVID or me getting, getting on and quote unquote maturing. I, I, I just don't want to, like, I want to do my own thing. Like, I oh, want to yeah. just do my own thing. I don't mind. Be- I was actually talking to a, a, a bunch of uh, uh, people that I was in band with in college. We had a Zoom call and, and we were talking and I said, I, I've gotten to the point now where, like, I don't mind being alone. Like, I, I, I don't mind it because the, the stress of the, the stress of not being, hey, you got to be here. We're meeting at this place. We're doing this. Like, I still like people. I still like being around. Like, I still like talking to people. Uh-huh. But I, I like I like me time. Like, I like being able to just oh, yeah. go, like sitting here. I'll, I'll be watching a YouTube video or I'll be playing a video game. And then I'll just stop and go, I'm going to go downstairs and work on this, like in my workshop. Or I'm going to play some guitar or I'm going to do this or I'm going to do like, you know, it's it's and it's I know there's a lot if there's anybody listening to this and they're going like, wow, that's kind of selfish. You're being really selfish. And I'm like, well, I don't think it is. No, like, I don't No, Like and that's the thing is like I, I've I've gotten a lot better at not feeling having that anxiety about right. about like you know doing my own thing like i because i always felt bad i'm like well i want to do this that makes me selfish i should want to do what other people do like no no like i i definitely see a difference between selfish and and what you're doing like what you're doing is you're doing you're doing things that you want to do that are are good for your mental space and you're all you're doing it in your on your own time yeah you know what i mean like this isn't anybody else's time that you're taking up Uh. oh pardon me doing your own thing you know what I mean? I think that would be that would maybe cross over into the selfish category when Oh, I apologize. Like if you have a commitment to somebody else to be somewhere or to do something and you blow them off because you just you just feel like playing a video game. Or you blow them off because you just feel like watching some TV. Yeah. Like, okay, maybe that will transition over into the selfish thing if you've already committed to do something with someone or for someone. Yeah, but when you're doing what you want to do on your own time, no, that's what that's what everybody needs to get their headspace right. And then you know, I think especially now, a lot of people need that. A lot of people need that time to get their headspace right. Right. It's the world is a shit show. Yeah. And it can really start to weigh on you. Just everything going on, not only in the world, but in everybody's own individual lives. You need that time to be able just to take a breath and exhale and go, I'm going to unplug from all this crazy shit that's happening. And I'm just going to be here and concentrate on this moment right now and not have to stress myself out and fill my brain with all this other crap going on around me. Yeah. You'll drive yourself nuts if you do that all the time. Oh, my God. Absolutely. Absolutely. And like, like, and, and you can't do Well, that was another point I, I made to, to them on the zoom call. Cause this is people that like, I'm, I'm in touch with through like liking posts on Facebook or commenting occasionally, but we haven't sat down and actually had a conversation in a while. These folks from band. And I told them, huh? I said, weirdly enough for me, yeah, co- co- the whole COVID thing and, and restrictions, it's been a, a bummer. And it's made life very difficult, but yeah, for me personally, 
it kind of forced my hand into a healthier lifestyle. Yes. It it did. It really yep. like mentally mentally and physically it forced Ooh. forced me to doing it because like with with everything that happened last year in my life and then this and then that happening it was almost like it took all the other distractions away like the ancillary stuff and it went here it, it like took took the, the the filter off of the problems i was having and yes. it went here's your problems fix them and i went okay well how do i do this and you do little things at a time and and i yep. i i you know i've been one of the things that i've been doing is i've been trying to stay away from my phone like so oh that's a big one oh that's a big one dude it and and i you know if it wasn't for the podcast and my guitar repair thing i i wouldn't have facebook anymore i wouldn't like keeping in touch keeping in touch with people is nice but like i there there's plenty of other first of all other platforms that are objectively less poisonous than facebook to, oh. You know, and so oh. if it wasn't for those two things, I would not have Facebook. And like, I've been staying away from it. And even lately, like I've been, tr- I, I when I like when I go to the gym. This is why the gym started being. This time it's different, going there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know I talk about the gym a lot. I know, but like, this is the mental side of it. This isn't the broy bro bro lift bro. Right, side no, of it. I'm it's just giving. I was. Just I know you shit. I, I want it serious. No, I know. I know. And it, it. But like, this is the part that I don't really get to talk about. Is that when I go there, like I will be an anxiety-ridden mess all day. Like at work with with anything that I have going on, I will be a mess. I leave my phone in the car, and I go in there. And for that hour, hour and a half, I'm in the gym. Not, I, I have no stress. None. Yep. And it's not even from the physical side of things. It's mentally. It's, it's gone. And then the second I get back in the car and I look at my phone and I see I have all these missed messages and I have all these things, it all just kind of comes back. Yeah. And I just go, God, I've, oh, fuck. Like. No, I, I'm right there with you. Like when I... When, you know, when I do like workouts and whatnot, it's a mental release as much as it is a physical improvement for my body. Yeah. Because, and, uh, you know, the one, the, I, I do the beach body stuff and the one trainer that I, that I do her workouts, you know, she said on multiple occasions, like, you know, if you're angry or you're anxious or you're, you have so much going on through your head. She's like, you'll feel so much better, just not only physically, but you'll feel better mentally once you're done doing something physical, whether it's, you know, a gym lifting workout or whether it's a cardio workout. When you don't have that mental focus and all that other stuff, and your mental focus is pushing your body further, you know, whether it's further in cardio or further in lifting, when your mental focus is on pushing your body, all that other stuff just fades away. 
Absolutely. And I didn't really think about it. Yeah, I didn't really think about it until she said that. And I thought, well, crap, you know what? You're right. Like, I could be pissed about something or anxious about something or just worked up or mentally exhausted. And if I could bring myself to get up and get going and do that workout afterwards, I'm sweaty, I'm physically tired, but mentally I feel so much better because I don't think about that worldly stuff when I'm in that workout moment. You know what I mean? Right. And I don't know if it's the same with you or if it's the same with a lot of people, but I don't. I don't, I don't think about it because I think about what I'm doing. I'm thinking about pushing myself to do better. I'm thinking about pushing my body to get through this workout. And it just, it all melts away. Yeah. And it's great. Well, and I, and, and that's why, you know, and, and again, this isn't, this isn't like a, a thing at the, the, the video. I, I, the reason that I talk about it so much is because I, I tell people, I go, look, I, my whole life, I've been a big dude and I, I, I did put one of the few posts I do anymore on Facebook. I put up, uh, the, you know, the whole hashtag transformation Tuesday thing. Like they, I've heard they, of it, yeah, yeah, the thing. Mine wasn't a genuine one because I'm still a big dude, and I'm not. I'm not looking to be thin. I'm never going to be thin. I'm always going to be a, a a big old sh- shit brick house. Like I'm just. I I'm gonna be. <laughs> like I'm just. You know, like, and and that's why I do what I do. My routine. That's why because it facilitates. It's like okay, who am I? What can yes. I do? You know, that's why the strongman thing works. And like, yes. Um, but like. I put it up and I, I found this picture of me in college and it was at like a, it was at like a, a band formal or something. I think I saw that. Yeah. I think I saw it. Yeah. And it was, a, it was when I still had hair and everything, but they took that. I saw that picture. and I was like, Oh my God, I was enormous. I was enormous. I was just like, Holy shit. Like I was like, and then I, the, the current picture of me that's on, on Facebook, and I saw the difference. I was like, oh, my God, I have a neck. Like, I was like, <laughs> you know, like, and oh, I, yeah. and I, oh, I, hear I feel, and, and like I said, I feel better. I, I even said on a post, I said, like, I used to, like, after standing for 15 minutes, 15 minutes or so, my back would hurt. It doesn't anymore. Mm-hmm. It's little things yep. like that. It's quality of life that make you feel good. And I feel good. So I want everyone to feel good. And yes. and if it can work for me, who is objectively a lazy human being, it, it'll work for you. And like the beach, but yep. and, the, and the thing is, it's individual, like your, what you do, like the, the walking and that beach body stuff, dude, I looked into the, the beach body thing. I was like, no way I couldn't do that. Mm-mm. That's the, the, it's intense. That is intense. It is. It's, it's a, the cardio that they do is, oh, good Lord. It's, um, it's like, it's very, um, uh, hit based, right? The, the high intensity thing. Yes. It like, oh man, I don't, oh, like I, you knit. If you ever, if you, if you ever can get up to Clearfield, once things calm down a little bit, you, you really need to try the echo bike that we have at our, our gym, because you, you do that, that hit based kind of training and you're walking like your cardio is really strong. You've been doing incredible, by the way, 
Like, um, but we have we have that Rogue Echo bike, and it it has a little program on there, and it's one of those for all anyone who doesn't know what the Echo bike is. It's a big fan bike, you know those like stationary bikes that have the big fan on the front. Mm-hmm. They're they're that. But it's you. I don't think you, you can't adjust the tension. It just is what it is. However, the thing you program, you pick like a hit program. Like you just pick like what you want to do. And I do it for a warm up, where I do. It's four minutes, but it's ten seconds as hard as you can go. And it's on yeah. you to do that. You gotta push yourself. And then you do 20 seconds of, like, you go, but you go at a slower pace. And then you do 10 seconds, 20 seconds, 10 seconds, et cetera, until the four minutes is over. I went, oh, four minutes? I can do that. My cardio's not great, but I got that four minutes. Dude, the first time I did it, I got off that bike, and I literally had to lay down. Because I, oh, yeah. I was I was dying. I was, it was, inc- it was, ama- my heart rate was, like, 184. Like, I it's, was. It's nuts. Oh. It, it's not, you know, and the one thing that you said, it, it really resonates me because resonates with me because I wholeheartedly believe that 100% myself is that any, I, tr- I believe and I think that I'm echoing your statement. And if I'm not, please correct me because I don't want to put words in your mouth. But I believe that anybody can do it, whether it's starting a lifting routine or whether it's starting a cardio routine. I, I don't, I don't think. I don't, you know, yes, there are going to be extenuating circumstances where where there's physical limitations, yes. But I truly believe that if you decide that you want to make that change and you want to get healthier, you can do it. No matter how, no matter where you're starting at. If you're starting at 180 pounds and you're just like, well... I'm just naturally thin or I'm naturally at this weight. Yeah. But like my endurance isn't good. My strength isn't good. I look good, but that's about it. Yeah. Or whether or not you're starting at 250. Like I started at 250. Who? And I had a sedentary lifestyle. I sat behind a desk all the time. I came home and I sat on the couch or I sat on the chair. And after everybody was in bed, I would sit some more and then I would go to bed. I I barely got any exercise at all. And it was, my, my endurance was terrible. I could feel my heart pounding if I had to get up and go up and down a couple flights of steps. Cool. Like I could feel my heart pounding. I could, I was, you know, like I was winded. Yeah. And I'd, I was sitting on my couch one day because I was working from home, they had sent us home. It was right when the whole first lockdown started, probably like, it was getting on towards like the end of April. Yeah. I'm sitting on my couch with my laptop on my lap and I could, <laughs> this is gonna sound, this is, you know what, it, it is what it is. It's embarrassing to say, but this is, I, this is what got me to go like, there's a problem. I, sat forward a little bit like I was like leaning back on my couch I sat forward a little bit and it's embarrassing to say but I feel like I need to say it because it it pushes me to go I could feel the bottom of my man tits touching my stomach (laughs) 
like I, I sat forward and I went, what? Oh my God. There's a, there's the, there's no gap anymore. Like I never had pecs. I was never muscly. I was always a skinny dude. Yeah. When college hit, I started putting on weight. And then after college, I maintained that weight and then got bigger and bigger. Yeah. Like I was never muscly, but I was, I feel like I can safely say I was not meant to be fat. I wasn't meant to be muscly. I was meant to be like a wiry dude. Yeah. So I'll ne- I, I, like I'll never be that strong man. I'll never be that guy that's lifting all the weights. I hope to get stronger, but I'm like that, that's never going to be me. I don't think I was ever built for that. But it was at that point was like, oh, you have a problem. Like this is this is a problem now. When when your man boobs are touching your gut, <laughs> there's there's a problem here. And and I started that. I started that beach body thing and I started with the lowest like the lowest intensity lowest time it was a um, a cardio a half an hour cardio workout yeah so it wasn't uh, it wasn't one of those high intensity interval trainings those are usually shorter like 15 20 and then they do work their way up to like 30 minutes yeah this was a 30 minute um, like lower level cardio exercise and I'm like, well, I got to start somewhere, so I'm gonna start here. And I'm, I'm not kidding you. When I did it, the first like week that I did it, I honestly thought that I had COVID. Really? Because because my lungs hurt. Like halfway through that exercise, my lungs hurt. Ooh. And I thought, uh oh, like I'm having trouble breathing. Like I might have COVID. I don't know how I got it, but I might have it. But that wasn't it. It was just I was so out of shape that 15 minutes into a cardio exercise, I was struggling to breathe. But, you know, like you said, you push yourself through it and you start somewhere. And if I started that workout and I needed to take a five second, you know, like if I needed to take a minute break, if I needed to just catch my breath for a minute and then start back up again or not go as intense the second half of it but just keep going yeah i think you i think anybody can start and it's going to be very tough at the beginning but the more you go the better shape you get in the more weight you lose the more muscle you build the better things are going to get now you know you should always keep pushing yourself yeah like you should really never get to the point where you're like oh this is a breeze like you know, you go to the gym for an hour and you walk out and you're like, nothing's sore. I'm good. Like, okay, it's time to start up in the weights. It's time to start pushing yourself to do more if you're not feeling it afterwards. And the same with the cardio that I'm doing. Like, if I get done with a cardio exercise and I'm like, cakewalk, super easy. Like, okay, now it's time that I, I kick it up a notch. Like, maybe I, I go from a beginner to an intermediate or an intermediate to an advanced level program and start to do more but i believe that anybody can do it it's just yeah you have to have that determination to start and you have to have that will and desire to push through the uncomfortable parts push through you know like the next day you're like man my muscles are sore i don't want to do it it sucked because i had those days 
when I first started, man, I had those days. I'm like, I just I don't want to do it. I just want to sit. I want to sit and I want to have a glass of milk and some Oreos. But it's like, no, uh uh-uh. Get up and do it. Yes, you're sore. Yes, it sucks. But the more you do it, the better your body will get and the better you'll feel. And sorry, no, don't with my ring. No, no, it was good. I like hearing this, man. Like it, it, it really, it really makes me feel good. And I know if there's anyone out there rolling their eyes at this and going like, "Oh, it's the cliche of people," I'm like, dude, the thing is, you can say it's a cliche, but it's a cliche for a reason. Like mm-hmm. I, you know, actually, something really cool happened today when I was on my way home, and uh, today, as as of the recording, so my, I when when I started going. Um, well, really quick, uh, a quick aside before I get to my head, the actual story. When you mentioned about like upping the weights, I was doing lightweight high rep for cardio, like low rest, but lightweight high reps. Mm -hmm. And then I would alternate back to high weight, low reps for strength. Right. Yes. And I was doing it months, like switching months at a time. And then I went, okay, let's switch, switch week by week. And I tried that. I went back to low weight high rep and the first day i the first thing that week was leg day and i could not get my heart rate above 95 i couldn't nice like i doing low low weight high rep i just couldn't i could not get my heart rate going and yep. i was frustrated because i was like why isn't this and i went okay you know what i'm not gonna try and hammer away at this um, this week and try and just make it work. I'm going to go back to high weight, low rep, which the thing is my, my low weight, high rep thing was 12, 10, 10, eight. So 40 reps. My high weight, low rep is 10, 10 warm up at lower weights. And then five, 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 five with increasing weight. Um, and I get a better workout doing the high weight, low rep thing, like lower, lower sets, I guess. So mm-hmm. I was like, that's what we're going to do from here on out. I'm just going to do that. And unless I, um, unless I injure myself, that's what we're going to do. Like, and like this past leg day, I hit another personal best on inclined sled. I did 640 pounds on my last working set for five reps. Nice. Um, yeah. Like, so, but anyway, something cool happened today. I had a buddy of mine that started coming with me and you mentioned being, you know, you're you know, 180 pounds, 175 pounds, whatever, and you're always going to be skinny. My buddy Steve um, started coming to the gym with me. And Steve, before I get into all this, if you do hear this or anyone who knows uh, who I'm talking about, like, I'm not trying to out you. And anything I say that sounds cross is going to be a joke. So prefacing that. <laughs> um, uh-huh. When he first started coming with me, he said, dude, where you got? I said, dude, he wanted to get active again and he was doing some light workout stuff at home but i said dude come to the gym with me come to the gym and i made a deal with him i said i will pay for your first month membership and if you like it you take you then pick up your payments and we'll just keep going to the gym if you don't like it no harm no foul you tried for a month right. and i That's said a fair deal and i said but for that month you're mine and he goes Whoa. He goes, uh, no, and that was just kind of the statement of going, I'm investing in you. Like, this is sure. me wanting you. And it put, you know, so we got there. And the first day he came with me was my shoulder day. And it's one of my favorite days. Not my best day, but it's one of my favorite days. And we started out 
we stretched. I always stretch really well because when you're doing what I do, you got to be limber. And also that routine can stiffen you up. Yeah, you got to get loose. You got to get your muscles. A- absolutely. Um, so, oh, you oh you phased out. You're phasing. Oh, no. Ransom. Ransom. My green ring. Am I good? You're good. Better? You're good. You're good there. There, you're good. Hello? Hello? Oh, Hello? We're good. We good? Oh, oh no, I'm not good anymore. Oh, no. What no, you're hell? good. My connection's fine. What's wrong with yours? I don't know. This is the worst. All right, can Hang you hear on. it? Can you hear? Oh, no, he's gone! Right, try again. All right, we good? You there? I'm here. Okay, good. I, I I have the perfect place to cut that, by the way. Come on, Skynet. Let's go. <laughs> anyway. Fashion around. So we stretched out, right? Um, <laughs> I'm glad you're back. So we, we stretched yeah. out really well. And I was, and I, and because Steve didn't really know about this stuff, I walked him through because form, I don't know how it is with, you know, with, with the workouts you do, but for what I do, the two reasons why form is important is because if you don't have proper form, number one, you won't hit the muscle you're supposed to work. Mm-hmm. And you'll throw it into other muscles, which is not necessarily objectively a bad thing, but it's not good. Um, right. Belch. So um, uh, the other reason is you could really hurt yourself, um, especially with stuff like deadlifts. If you don't do deadlifts right, you're going to you're going to like I, I had a buddy who ruptured a disc in his back because he, no. he didn't do it right. Like, so oh, he's yeah, OK. He's fine. But like. So anyway, Still, that's nothing you want to go through. No, and uh, so Steve goes there. We did the we did the the bike, and it takes it out of you. He's like, "Oh, my quads are burning." I'm like, oh, I hate cardio. I'm like, "I do too." Let's go. So we go out there, and we do front delt raises and side delt raises, and then we do uh, a dumbbell military press. And after we were done with it. Now, Steve is a good-looking dude. You look at him, he's a good-looking dude. He's, he's kind of cut. He's thin. You know, he's, you know, he's, he's kind of got the thing going. He, was, he sat down, and he was sitting there, and I'm, I'm just warming up. You know, like my heart rate's going. I'm feeling good. Got, our, got a couple workouts, a couple exercises in. We got more to do. And I look down at him. I go, you okay? And he's going, and I'm like, you not that's obviously exaggerated, but like he, sure, yeah. he I look at him and I, I go, are, are you okay? He goes, yeah, it's the, it's the, it's the cardio. It's the, and I was like, what from the bike? And he goes, no, this. And you know, I had been doing this for a couple months at this point, so I was starting to really hit hit a stride. Mm-hmm. And I forget that he also like like I forget that I was like, oh yeah, this is kind of intense cardio. And being docile and dormant, like you said, having that sedentary lifestyle and then all of a sudden not having it. Yep. It hits your heart. And part of, and, and I, of course, you know, was like, dude, you got this. We got about another hour of this. Okay. We got more exercises to do. We got this. Oh, it's going to be tough. Now, I didn't make him do heavy weight, obviously. Like, it, you know, we, we started out like, okay, let's, you know, you got this. I'm being confident. And the joke, I even, I think I even told him this joke. I really wanted to lean down and just go get in his face and go, "You're in my house now, bitch." 
Oh. Just re like real, like I wanted to do that, but I was like, no, I'm not gonna do that because I I want him to do better. But the cool thing that happened, he has always come to the gym with me. He's been with me. I've taught him how to do all this stuff. I've taught him form. Taught him different exercises to do to keep things new and exciting, and you know just different ways to work muscles. And then today, I'm on my way home, and I get a text message from Steve. And I open it up and I look, and it's a picture of his notebook, and it has shoulder day written at the top. And he had his exercises, and he didn't do the full day, but he looked at it and he said, it's not much, but it's honest work. And I went, did you go to the gym today? And he said, yeah, I went. And I was like, it's the first day he went alone. Yeah, that's a big deal. That is a huge deal because for yeah. me, you know, yeah. it's... You're meeting me. You know what I mean? And it wasn't one of those things where I said, okay, tomorrow you're doing this on your own. Like he just did it because Friday and today I couldn't go because I was out of town. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and, and I, and honestly, that kind of caused me a little anxiety because I love going and I'm like, well, this was something I had planned for a while. It's okay. Missing yes. a day or two, you know, occasionally is not the end of the world. But yep. it's it's not ideal. But, like, I was so proud of him. I was so proud of him because he did it of his own volition. It mm -hmm. wasn't it wasn't the reason you're going is because I'm meeting someone. Right. And it it made me so happy. I couldn't I, I couldn't even like I felt like if it, it, it had to have, it has to feel like whenever you're a parent and your kid says, Dad, I got into college like it has to be like it felt so good like, yeah. I mean, like that's 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 a hell of a feeling to know that you you participated in motivating somebody to do better physically and for their health and they they took it upon themselves on a day where you couldn't go to go on their own whether or not they did the full time that you guys usually do, or they did part of that, it doesn't matter. They still went. They yeah. went on their own volition. They didn't have to have somebody go, okay, this is what we're doing today. I'll see you there. Yes. Yeah. That's, that's a hell of a thing. And that's a hell of a thing for both of you because you as that person that, as that motivator to get somebody going to improve their health damn, that's a hell of a thing to be that motivator. And it's a great thing for him because it, it's like he's taken that milestone to go one step further to say, you know what, Poot's not here with me today, but damn it, I'm on this road to a better me and I'm going to keep going. Yeah. And and it, it's that's that doesn't show... And, and people use the term dead. And I swear to God, anyone who's listening to this, we're going to move on from, from all this inspirational stuff, I promise. But like it, it, it's the thing everyone talks about. The, it's determination. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. it, it's determination. It's the determination to do better. It's determination. It, yeah. OK, that's a factor. But I feel like that gets thrown around too much. It's it's, it's almost becoming like a platitude. Like, I feel like what it is it's not the determination to keep going it's a change in mindset yes it's a change in mindset and it's a change in attitude and yeah, i think it's a change in lifestyle yeah like and it's and, a lifestyle thing and when 
and and for anyone who who hears this and doesn't get it, I know plenty of people who, when they work out, they don't feel good. Like, and and not like in the way of like they feel worse than they did. They just don't like the feeling of being tired. Um, yeah. And and I get that because I was that way. But the thing is, for yes. me, it's more the thing that I do to keep my well, okay. Before we get get off this topic. I'll say mine, and then you tell me yours. Like, the motivation to keep doing it. Like, how do you keep yourself motivated? For me, the way I keep myself motivated is two things. I will watch videos of guys like um, uh, Zadrunas Aviscus, Martins Lisi's, uh, Eddie Hall, Brian Shaw, Robert Oberst, like these strong men. And, and what they do, how they do it, you know, giving you advice, telling you why they do things, you know, they're, they're like, like the, the nutrition advice, things like that. And I see that and I go, I want to do that. That's one. And the other one for me is too, is just going like my goal, my long-term goal is to do an amateur strongman competition. I want to, even if it's just one, I just want to do one. Even if I come in dead last, I want to mm -hmm. do one. I want to be able well, to Completing it's a big thing. Yeah. Doesn't I, matter where you finish, completing it is a big thing. It is. And like, I, I want, I want to do one. And there's a lot of things that I need to do, like doing, like working on grip strength for like yoke carries and, and farmers carry. And like then trying to figure out how to like, you know figure out doing like atlas stone stuff like those those functional strength kind of things yep. that's hard to do because you can't exactly go down to your local walmart and buy a set of atlas stones you know what i mean yeah right like so and and doing like log presses and things like that like it's it makes me excited because i go okay well how do i do this and it makes me want to do it more like, those are the ways I stay. How do you stay motivated? Like, what's your things that keep you motivated for this stuff? Um, my motivation is, is frankly, uh, twofold, and it couldn't be two complete opposite ends of the spectrum that keep me motivated. The first one is is health. I, I truly believe, and I understand how anybody listening to this could listen to what I'm about to say and go, Boy, do you overdramatic much? Well, yes, I do. Uh, you know, any of the P3 guys will probably tell you that. But I don't think this is being overdramatic. <laughs> when I started, looking at where I was, how I was living my life, my overall health, like I wasn't generally, like I wasn't sick. I've never been one who is easily sick. I'll get a cold, maybe two a year. Flu, can't remember. Other, other ailments other than like migraines that I get every once in a while, I don't, I don't routinely get sick. So it's not like a that health issue. It was a, like I said, I would be winded going up and down steps. Right. I had to, this is another one of those embarrassing moments. When I got out of a, a recliner, it was an event. Like I had to sit forward scooch up a bit, brace myself, have an initial push off, and then get like another one on my way up. 
like I couldn't just go from sitting to standing. Wow. It it took it took it fucking took steps to get there because of lack of muscle and how bulbous I was. So health wise, I feel like I was in trouble. Fast and bulbous. Like I just I felt like I was generally in trouble. And if I kept going down that route of a sedentary lifestyle eating shit, it was gonna get worse and I was probably gonna have an earlier death. I I I understand if you look at things logically, you can die any minute from any number of ailments. Car accident, random stroke, fucking meteor hits you out of nowhere. Really? The sniper that Beef sent? Yeah. I mean, honestly, he could find his mark one of these days. And I blame Beef on hiring subpar snipers. <laughs> That's why I haven't yet been snuffed out. That's why he, but, he, you know, he never fucking snuffed him. He never fucking... Not yet. I mean, don't get me one day. I'm going to step in front of the wrong window. Pow. Uh, probably. Like, I, I feel like I was going down a very dangerous path. And for my overall health, I didn't want to be afraid of running around the yard with my kid and having a heart attack. So it was, right. it was for health. I wanted to get better for my overall health. And I, I think COVID was another one of those things that motivated me. Now, I, you know, I know I had that little stupid COVID rant on the Frig Off Ransom channel, but jokies aside, I didn't want to be afraid. I didn't want to live in fear and go, I'm overweight, I'm in poor health, just general sedentary like i don't want to be afraid to go out into the world yeah and catch this and catch my dick now granted it could who knows it could still happen but i feel like if i'm in better health if i'm taking care of myself if i'm fit if i'm eating right if i'm taking vitamins if i'm in good shape i can fight it off easier and i you know funnily enough i did had it got over it it's fine i still can't smell great but that's pretty much the only lingering side effect I have. The second part, which is on a complete opposite level of wanting to get healthy, was I hate my body. I hate the reflection that I see in the mirror. I'm disgusted by what I see in the mirror. I hate it. I hate looking at my face. I hate looking at my body. I fucking hate it. And the second motivator for me is, damn it, maybe one day you'll look at yourself in the mirror and go, huh, you aren't a complete piece of shit. I mean, you might still be teetering on the piece of shit level, <laughs> but that reflection that I'm seeing back in the mirror might not want to make me vomit one day. And that's the vain sort of selfish side of things. And sorry, I'm a flawed human being. I, I don't want to look at myself and go, ugh. I don't. I want to look at myself and go, all right, not bad. Yeah. Not great, but not bad. Not bad. Well, there's, and there's nothing wrong with that. Like, I mean, being comfortable in your, in your own skin is really important. And like, I, I, I even, I, I, again, I know I've said that I've stayed away from social media. You wouldn't know it by saying, oh, I put a post on Facebook, but they're few and far between. It's not like, you We've all been at the point where we've posted on Facebook like four or five times a day, like. Oh yeah. And I'm not mm -hmm. there anymore. But I posted this thing because I was I was getting, 
introspective about the past year because like almost to the day, like a year ago, I thought about where I was. Like, and I, I put this kind of like bulleted list of like shit that's changed because I, I, I got my act together. And one of the things I put on there and rereading it, um, put on there, like at one point last year, I was considering, and we'll put it this way, uh, a permanent vacation. Yeah. Uh, I, I was. And, yep. and n now I'm like, I don't ever want to leave. I've got too many more people to annoy. Like I've, you know. <laughs> Like I, it's it's one of those things that like you can change. You can, and and learning like I said now. You know I always used to say I hated myself. Now I love myself, and yeah. Do do I still have a gut? Yeah. Do I still have man kit? As you said, sure. But the thing is, for me, I can get better. Mm -hmm. But I'm never gonna be thin, just because of my build. And in right. my in my genetics, but if if I can uh, post up my feet and put my back against a pallet holding a ton of pellets because it's sitting too far back and shove and make it slide, I'm good with that. Like, yeah, man. Like, it, yep. You know, like I I'm okay with being with doing that because I feel good about me. Like I yeah. I feel good about who I am. And it, it, and and that's what matters, you know? Yes, it does. It, oh, oh, my gosh, it does matter. And you can say, oh, that's just, that's vain, that's blah, blah. And it's not, though. Being okay with who you are is very important. And I, I'm not, I don't think I'm quite where you're at yet. I think I'm getting better. You know, I want to get to where you're at. And, you know, kind of like you said, I don't, I've never had the build of somebody who has strength. I'm never going to compete in a tough man competition. No matter how good I get in my cardio, even if I start going to the gym and start doing weights, like I, I'm not built for that. That's not my genetics. And that's okay. I never, yeah. Like, and I'm, I'm okay with that. I'm never going to be the strongest guy. I'm never going to be anywhere near the strongest guy. I'm never going to compete in a strong man competition. It's just not going to happen. I'm just not built for that. But if I can get to the point to where I can look myself in the mirror and go, okay, you know what? You're doing okay. I feel like that's very important. And, you know, I, you know, like you said earlier, it's not a brag, but I feel like it's important to acknowledge. And I think it's important that you're acknowledging it in your accomplishments. You know, I started at 250. I'm at, I think, 211, 212 now. I started May of last year. Yeah. So my goal is to get to two, 200, by May of this year. If I can drop 50 pounds in a year, I feel like that's, I feel like I've accomplished something. And I can see it too, like, I still have, I still have a, a little bit of a second chin going on. I haven't quite been able to freaking get rid of that one yet and it bugs the shit out of me. The chins! The chins of power and hatred. <laughs> but my overall, like my face is thinner. Um, I looked at the P3 picture that we had whenever we went to the Indy Clearfield show. Yep. I'm much more severical in the face then than I am now. You know, I've, I've cut down there. I was at, I was at a 42 jean, jean pant size. Yeah. And that was, you know, it wasn't necessarily comfortable. 
but I could still buckle them. I was there was definite muffin topping over it, but you know, <laughs> muffin topping. I didn't have to, I didn't have to go up further, so I started at a 42. I'm at a 34 now. So like I, wow. I feel like I feel like things are going in the right direction. Yeah, for sure. And if I keep up on it, yeah, like if I keep up on it, I feel like I'll eventually get to the place where you're at. Like I'll eventually get to the point where I can look at myself and go, "Hey, man, not, not so bad." Like. And, and, and the thing is, there are things that I want to fix. Like, I mean, there are still things I want to do, but like my goals, I like, I don't even, I don't weigh myself anymore. Like I don't. And I know I should, I absolutely should. But like, because I don't care about that number. I care about the number that I put on the bar. That's yes. what I care about. Like, and right. the thing is my dot, the big thing that changed was my diet. Like yesterday and today. Didn't really stick to my diet, but it was because like, oh, we're on a road trip with a guy. Okay, we got like I dude, I, I eat portions smaller. I eat like my diet's in check. I feel better. Like yep. my clothes. Oh, that's a big part of it, too. My clothes aren't fitting in a good way. Like my mm -hmm. jeans, all my jeans are enormous on me now. Like they're, they're that's it, a good problem to have. Oh, it's such a good problem. To, and like my shirts, the shirts I have, ones that I didn't wear, that have been sitting on my shelf, that, that, because my gut popped out the bottom of them. Like I was like, I'd have to pull them down, like constantly, yeah. or like mm, this. I only have one or two now that do that, and they're really old nice. shirts. They're really old that's shirts. Awesome. Yeah, that is, like, that's that's phenomenal. And like, I I'm going to get fitted for a tux for a wedding coming up in May. Mm -hmm. I'm not worried about going and getting fitted for a tux. That feels super oh, good. I bet that's gonna be a big eye opener for you in all the right ways. I hope so, man. Oh boy, I bet it is. Uh, See, I, I have the opposite problem. Like, I threw away probably a couple years ago, a few years ago, three, four, who knows. I never thought that I would get in shape. I never thought I would have that motivation and determination. I was like, you know what? <laughs> Me? You're gonna be a potato. That's that's where you're at now. You're in your 30s. You're living you're living La Vida potato. <laughs> and I got rid of things that were smaller, old jeans, old shirts, donated them all. So now I have <laughs> I have three pairs of jeans that are 34s just yeah. because I haven't gone out and bought more. The rest are 42s and I'm swimming in them. Most of my shirts are still double XLs and I look like I'm swimming in them. When we went, we went up, up to Cook's Forest last weekend. How was that by the way? It was fun, it was nice. It was a nice little getaway. The cabin was fantastic, much better than the one that we were at before. Oh, okay. So like if, if the four of us do end up going this summer or fall or whatever, I definitely recommend going to this place that we were at, that we just went this time. Awesome. Much nicer, much more clean. It was, yeah, it was better. Awesome. But I took a pair of swim trunks that I wore the last time we went to the beach. And it was, they were a tarp. Like I couldn't, I couldn't tie them tight enough to where they fit. So when wow. we got into the hot tub, it had a hot tub on the porch. When we went out and got into the hot tub, I had to hold them the whole way out. And then anytime I stood up and moved, I pretty much just had to like hand cinch them up and hold them. 
That's great, dude. And I was like, well, we get home, we got to get rid of those because they, you can't even tie them and, and keep them up. You can't wear those in public. You're going to get arrested. Like, oh, yeah, that's probably probably a good thing. That's an incredibly good thing, dude. Like, that's awesome. Like, what? what like, I got I to gotta buy all new shit now. And that's fucking something I don't need. I don't need <laughs> to be spending all this money on fucking clothes. I, <laughs> you, I mean, you could just become a nudist. Uh, oh. I didn't hear a no. Nobody, nobody wants to see that. <laughs> I don't want to see it. Nobody wants to see that. <laughs> oh, my. Well, so we've been going on about this, uh, about our, our workouts and our life changes and our inspiration and everything. So first off, thank you for coming to our TED Talk. Second of all, mm-hmm. um, I wanted to tell you something because I feel like since the other two dum-dums are not here, um, we've been positive for over an hour. It's time to, it's time to be a little salty. I, yeah. Like, I wanted to ask, so you were one of the ones that whenever we talked about a couple episodes ago uh, here in the Breaking Kayfabe Lounge when we were talking about uh, games and stuff, the game uh, A Link to the Past was brought up, correct? Yes, and I you, it was. You like that game. I do. Quite a bit. Yes, I do. And Tom especially has an affinity for it. A lot of people do. And I never got it. Well, I have an update. I decided Uh-oh. to sit down and actually commit to an, uh, an actual playthrough of that game. Now, Ooh. I'm not using walkthroughs. I'm not using anything. I am literally going in blind. Oh, you're going old school. Old school. As old nice. school as possible. I am going blind. I've had to look up one thing. Oh, nice. Just because I, I hit a wall. Um and i absolutely understand why that game is heralded so highly and held to such high regard i get it really yeah like All it right. because it, it uh, like the, the even the graphics hold up like it's just like it it is a fun adventure it's it, it like every time you load that game up, it's like you're going on an adventure. Yeah, man. I, I mean, I, like and I, I like because I said I didn't have a super. I don't have I'm not looking at this through nostalgia glasses because I didn't right. have a Super Nintendo. So for me, this is it's it's getting the the purest experience of it. And. It's both infuriating and enjoyable when you hit when, when you hit a wall, like because yeah. because the game will not break on you, like it yep. won't, like it's been optimized, you know it's it it holds up like you can't back yourself into a corner on that game to where you can't get out. So right, I'm really enjoying it. Um, I just finished the second dungeon in the dark world okay so it was the swamp dungeon i think is what it what what they call it okay um it's the one where it has the the boss is an eyeball and you have to use the hook shot to like pull the the smaller enemies off of it i i just finished that and now the 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 thing that i'm running into is how do I get to the next dungeon? Because the dark world, I didn't realize, is is segmented off. 
Like the right side of the map is segmented off by the river that runs through the whole map. Oh yeah. So I'm trying to figure out how to get over there while still being able, like, cause it, you can get over, the, you can get back over there in the light world cause you use the mirror to get back to the light world, but it leaves that portal. Like yes. you can't just wantonly use the mirror. You know what I mean? You can't yeah. just flop, flip flop back and forth. So I'm trying to figure out how to get over there in the light world and then get back to the dark world. Like I can't figure it out. And it's not, it's not making me mad. It's just one of those things that I go, there is something really obvious I'm missing. Oh yeah. It's yeah. like, what, what am I missing? Why am I not doing this right? I have to figure this out. And yeah. I just am having the damnedest of times figuring it out. Yeah, I can I can remember having those times where you know, back when I was playing it on the Super Nintendo back in the day, before there was internet to look up, you know, like what to do and where to go. If you didn't have the Nintendo power, you were screwed. Oh, Nintendo power. Yeah, right. <sighs> but I can remember that. Like I can remember I would I would load up that game and I would spend a session playing that game completing nothing strictly wandering thinking okay i know i can't get to this place from where i started in the dark world i can't i just can't like you said it's segmented off so i know i have to go into the light world find a portal and that'll take me to where i need to go wait but damn it all i can't find that portal wait fine wait what there are portals scattered across the light world not like those little tornado of sparkles but like that little that little pedestal remember you found it on death mountain it was like a bluish square yeah those are scattered throughout the light world in different locations no so if you find one of those yeah like if you go to the whatever side of the map you're looking to go to in the light world there will eventually be a portal either under a rock or somewhere that will that will take you back to the dark world from where you need to go but finding it is a son of a bitch no shit yeah so that's what you got to find and it's if i can remember correctly it's usually under some sort of rock where you need like the power glove like one of the white rocks or even maybe sometimes under one of those black rocks where you need i think it's the titan's mitt yeah to lift the heavier one but yeah, like they're, they're, they're scattered and they're, if I can remember right, they're freaking hard as hell to find, but I think that's what you have to do. You just blew my mind hole. <laughs> like I had no idea. I thought that was the only one on death mountain. No, I think, I think there are a few others. I don't, I don't think there are many, but I think there are a few. I, I don't even know what's real anymore. Like, I'm just like. I, see, and, but that's that's the reason why this game, I wanted to leave it as pure and and unfettered. Now, I've yeah. watched... Oh, well, I hope I didn't, hope I didn't blow it there. Oh, no, 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 no. Like, that's the thing, though. And, and I this was the caveat that I put on myself. I said that the only way that I wouldn't feel like the experience was getting spoiled was if I was talking to people and they were like, 
they do what you did. You didn't, like, spoil anything for me. You just kind of said, oh, yeah, there's portals in the light world. And once I had that realization, it's like, where are they? You didn't tell me where they oh, are. right. You just yeah. said, oh, they exist. And I'm like, I don't think I could tell you at, at this point. I don't think I could tell you if I wanted to. No. I and, can't remember. <laughs> like, but that's the thing is that I'm sitting here and I'm just like, oh, my God. Like, it's it's that real it's that realization. It's that like, you know, I, like, and that's why I'm so happy that I'm playing this game now, because I remember mm -hmm. the first what was your first uh, Zelda game? Like, what what's your like, the, you remember, like the first time you played Zelda? Like a Zelda game, um, it was the original one, like the the gold NES cartridge. Oh yeah, the very first one, the very first Legend of Zelda. That was the first one that I played. I I don't think I completed that until I was an adult, though, because I I couldn't find my way around everywhere that I needed to go. I don't think, or yep. I would get stuck and die. So it was unabashedly hard. That game was unabashedly hard. Like, because I think that's one it, of the things, like, as video games have gone on, though, they have gotten progressively easier. Like, with, with save, different save spots, auto saves. Like, if you look at, like, just Fallout as an example, I feel like Fallout 3, New Vegas, even Fallout 4 are so much easier than the original Zelda or the original Metroid. Those games oh, were for so sure. much harder. Oh, for sure. Like, and, and, and it's, I think it's because, like, well, it, and the reason is, I and, I and I think there are people out there who would agree with me, and if Tom was here, I'm pretty sure he'd agree, that back in the day, video games were still, like home console games were supposed to give you the arcade experience. And what were uh, our, what were arcade games designed to do? They were designed to eat your money. Yeah, they were designed to eat your money. So that's exactly what these games were. They were just the original ones. They were just like home versions of, you know, like arcade games. And the arcade games were an insanely unfair. Like, and and that's I mean, a fair point. So I I kind of get it. Like I mean, it's it's one of those things. Like I absolutely understand. But like, and, and you're absolutely right because the the thing when you when you kind of take yourself out of a game, and you you go like, you go like, okay, there's really no consequence if I die. Yeah, you know what I mean. There's no consequence to death, and I think that's the reason why I like roguelites and roguelikes so much, is because there is consequence to your death. You start over. Oh, like, yeah. Yep. Like Binding of Isaac, Dead Cells, um, uh, uh, Hades. Like, there's there's actual consequence to failure. And I, oh, okay. And, and I dig that. I, I like that. I like that that um, because it, f it forces you to, to play the game smarter, if that makes sense. Yeah, you have to be more careful. Like, you just can't be like, oh, okay, I'm just going to go through this willy-nilly. Like Fallout, you can really go through it willy-nilly because you can save at any point. You don't even have to find a save station. No. You can just pause the game and save it. You have auto-saves that happen if you have those turned on. Anytime you come in or out of a building or anytime you fast travel, it auto-saves for you. So there's no real consequence to death. You die, you're like, oh, okay, I'll respawn and I'll just go in a different direction until I'm stronger. And then I'll go back to where I died 
and I'll house it. Yeah. No biggie. No well, biggie. And I, I think that's the appeal of games like Dark Souls. Like, because Dark Souls, you... There's consequence to death in the sense that it sets you back to your last bonfire. Mm -hmm. But on that death, if when you die... Like, how much do you know about Dark Souls there, Ransom? Uh, very, very little. Okay, so... The way the mechanic works is... You know, I mean, the the first Dark Souls, it had a it had a special edition called Prepare to Die. It was the oh my lord. Oh yeah, it's like when you die in that game, you die, and then on the screen there's just big red text, and it says you died. <laughs> like it's and and listen. Oh, it's it was, you. Well, what happens is so the in-game currency you get from killing enemies, right? So, okay. it, and it's souls. You collect souls, and that's kind of the in-game currency. So, as you play the game, you collect souls and you use it to level up. You use it to buy items. You use whatever. When you die, it it will you'll your souls will drop where you died. So, let's say you've spent the game. You've collected, uh, gosh golly gee, I don't know. We'll say fifty thousand souls. It'll, like, if you die, that spot where you died, it'll leave your souls. It'll it'll send you back to the last bonfire, which is like a checkpoint that you rested at. You have a chance to get back to where your souls are and collect them. And if you collect them, then you have them again. And if you die, you just drop them again. However, if you die on the way to collecting your souls, those souls are gone. So, yeah. There's actual consequence to failure in that game. Yeah, that's. Oh my goodness, I've no, I've never played any of the Dark Souls, but that's. I feel like that's a game mechanic that is good because it, like you said, it challenges you and it makes you think and play smarter. Because like if you you died and went back to your bonfire, you're like okay, well, wherever I wherever I lost all those souls at. Now I have to be super careful getting back there. Yep. Because if I die again, all that work that I did to collect them, gone. And, dude, the thing is, you get to a certain point in that game where if you have X amount of salt, like if you save them up, save, save, save to level up, you're like, oh, I'll save it, I'll save it, I'll save it. And then you die, like, man, and you lose it all, it's oh. the worst. Dude, it's the worst. Like I and yep. there, there's other games that have that kind of mechanic. One of them is um, uh, uh, Hollow Knight, which I've been saying for weeks I was gonna put up another Poot the Bard episode of Hollow Knight. I man, I just haven't had to, like to sit down and edit and record. I'm yeah, it's not my career. I don't have hundreds of thousands of subscribers. Like I, I don't feel like I'm just kind of doing it at my leisure. Like at oh, this yeah. point, you yeah. know what I mean. So. I've heard of that game, but I've never played it myself either. Man, is it? But it's something you recommend. If okay, you it, it it's it's a hybrid of Metroid. It's it's a it's a Metroidvania mixed with Dark Souls elements. So like, oh, okay, it, it has the explorative nature of like the the framework of the game is kind mm -hmm. of Metroidvania ish. Um, okay, it has. So, like, you have a giant map that you can freely explore, but there are some parts of the map that are not uh, available until you acquire a certain power. 
right? Sound familiar? Uh, okay. Yep. Absolutely. So, so, but then you also, and you can upgrade your weapons, but you can only do that at certain places once you acquire certain materials. And the way it works in that is uh, the, the death, the way death kind of works in that game is the same way. So when you die, you leave behind a shade of yourself. So it's this like floating black ghost Ooh. of yourself. You will go back to a bench you rested at, uh, or you sat on the last time, and then you'll go, you have to go back to your shade, kill your shade to recollect your oh, currency. Lord. Now your shade, wow. it's, not, it's not super hard to kill your shade, but the thing right. that really makes it hard is where you died is usually not convenient. Um, sure. Oh, yeah. Uh, the so are you potentially fighting not only your shade, but whatever enemies were around that ended up killing you? Exactly. And your shade, oh. your shade, oh. will, your shade will attack you. Oh. And your shade yeah. has all the powers you have. Like, Yikes. Yeah. Okay, so that's a definite challenge. It, it is. And, but the thing, the thing is, man, if you're into exploring, if you're into challenging gameplay, the, if you're into games that look pretty, that has an interesting story, and a fantastic, and I cannot stress this enough, a fantastic score. Then Hollow Knight's oh, free. Hollow Knight's free. Dude, I bought the soundtrack. Like that's how much nice. I like I love that game. Like that's okay. it's it's really, really good. Like Yeah. And it's See, that's what that's what Halo does for me. Oh really? Yeah, the story. Like I, I can understand how a lot of people can say, like, oh it's a uh, you know, it's a nice sci fi first person shooter. And it is. Yeah. But if you get if you get invested in the story and the characters Oh my lord! This, it—it's so. I would say the Halo franchise is probably one of those franchises that, when you take a step back and look at the story of it, my lord, is it a depressing story? Like it's the game is the games are phenomenal. I love them. I can play them over and over again. I know where everything is. Nothing is a surprise at this point. Yeah. But they're still fun. But my lord, the story is just, it's so sad. Um, I, I think we talked about it at one point, and spoilers ahead for anybody who hasn't played Halo Reach, which canonically comes at the very beginning, like it's the very first game in the, in the story arc. But I think it was like the fourth game released, maybe, fourth or fifth. But you don't play as Master Chief in that. You play as a different Spartan, and you have a different Spartan team. And spoilers for you here, Poot, so stop me if you don't want to hear it. You're okay. Um, I'm not, I, I'm not, Halo's, playing Halo multiplayer is, is my thing. I, I'm okay. more interested in having someone like you tell me the story. Okay, so in Halo Reach, it's the first time that humans have ever come across the Covenant, which are the alien race that you wind up battling throughout the entire series. Okay. It's the first time that, you know, it's, well, 
it's the first time that, that any covenant has ever shown up on a human planet. Like until this point, like everything has been good. Okay. Humans and covenant, humans and covenant have fought, but it was never a losing battle until this story. And I think they're you're in a six, a six person Spartan team. You play as one of the one of the six, and throughout the game, your team gets picked off, one by one. Your teammates get killed. And it comes down to the very oh. last mission. The very last mission, you can't win. Because storyline, storyline-wise, your character dies on the planet Reach. So when you complete the game, the very last stage of the game, your only objective that comes up on the screen, it just says survive. And no matter what you do, you can't. You're, you're destined to die. Oh. And no matter how hard you fight, how smart you play, you'll play that level until eventually your shields just don't recharge. There's no more health kits and the covenant just keeps coming and you wind up dying. And the last thing you see in that game is your helmet. Like you take your helmet off because it gets cracked. You can't breathe. You drop it on the ground. You don't see your character die but like that's the last shot is your helmet with a hole in its visor on the ground of this burning planet and my lord for someone who plays games and wants the character you're playing as to win like I want that happy ending to have that sort of a depressing ending and know that's what the ending is destined to be Man, that's it's depressing when you look at the story. And like all these people died. Well, your character that you played as, that you invested in, dead. Oh. I don't Yeah, but see, here's the weird thing, and maybe maybe this is the 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 sadist or masochist or whatever you want to say in me. I, I love stories that do that. I love it. Like I Oh really? Oh my god, I love it. Because it it when when you can get that invested in a game. Like when you can get that invested, it feels so good. Like it's it's yeah. it's it's really cathartic. Like I I don't know how else to put it. Like I mean when uh, I it's it's kind of like the game um oh what's it called i i i um uh limbo the game limbo um is that like a side scroller yeah it's a side scro okay. scroller platform puzzle game and right okay and i played um i played it on uh on the channel and it, it like it's weird because you don't know anything about the world the story's not laid out for you and it's very kind of esoteric and okay. like it's it's a weird journey and you get weirdly invested in your character in the world and the ending is so open-ended that you it leaves you kind of confused and it leaves you sitting there going what the hell just happened 
like is, and, is that the one where at the end you is it your sister that you're trying to save through it no is, that isn't it a girl that you're trying to save no that's braid okay all right sorry i was thinking of the wrong one yeah braid is the one you're thinking of um yeah. And Braid, I also did a, a playthrough of Braid. Uh, well, no, I, I, I played Braid. I was going to do a, a playthrough on my channel of it, but it got copyright struck because of the music in the game. Um, so I and, and that was one of my favorite things about that game was the score. And whenever mm -hmm. I saw that, I went, all right, well, I guess I'm not doing that now. Screw you. Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> and like... But but still, nonetheless, like that game, again, it was by the end of it, you go, whoa, like, because it's you. OK, sp uh, did you have you played it? Do you do you want it spoiled or do you want it left open? I, I haven't played it, but I've watched people play like certain parts of it. Is it is it the one where like your character's all black and you can just see his eyes? No, that's that's limbo. Right. Yeah. Is that the, which, which one are you talking about now? Braid or Limbo? Braid. Braid's the one okay. where you can, like, slow down and reverse time. Yeah. And is it your sister that you're trying to save throughout the thing? Supposedly. It's your. It's, it's, it's a princess. A princess. And then isn't it, like, at the end, you get to the point where you can finally reach her, and it's like you hear this big explosion, and then it's just nothing? No. It's... Okay. So, spoilers for anyone who's listening and doesn't want the game Braid, which is what, like 15 years old now? Um, it's got who, me. Who doesn't want it spoiled. Braid, the whole thing, the whole game, you're supposed to feel like you're the hero. Like you're the hero. You're the hero of this game. You're the, you know, like you're going to save the princess. You're doing this. But the end of the game, you get to the end, you almost reach the 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 princess and then all of a sudden it switches and here you kind of realize oh you're the villain you're trying to kidnap this woman really yeah oh my like, goodness and it and it's like you're this kind of maniacal like obsessive almost kind of stalker Oh like, my goodness. Yeah, like and it frames it completely takes your entire experience. You've been invested a certain way in this character and his journey and the whole nine yards. And then all of a sudden you go, Oh, I'm the bad guy. Wow, what a mind fuck that is. Dude, it was a huge mind. It made me and it, and then the thing is too, you're oh. like you feel you feel like dirty. And like you feel like you've been cheering for this guy the whole time, and he's just a dick. And you're oh, like, no. And you're just like, oh. And like, but that's the thing is that that's not a happy ending. That's objectively right. not a happy ending. Yes. However, it's so good because then all of a sudden you have this. You you've had this investment, and in, and in, and you're looking for the 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 cathartic release of the end of the game and you succeeding. And it completely oh. turns it on its head. Oh, oh, oh my goodness! And you're just like, ah! Oh. And it, and then all of a sudden, you at the end of the game, you're left going, oh my god, what it? And then you think back to everything else, and you're like, oh, 
all these enemies were actually the good guys and like you know you're you're oh my, uh, it's, does it all make sense at the end i mean yes and no i like, mean when it, you look back on it can you go like oh oh yeah it's clear that i'm the villain yeah no well in yes in but a way the, but the way not like super obvious now it's been years since i've played it so i could be fuzzy on all this but like okay. it's the it's the it's the point like Throughout the story, at the end of each chapter, you find a book, and you read that chapter. Like it gives you more of the story. Okay. Like so, you you read it, and then it comes up on the screen. You can read, 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 and go. Okay, I'm gonna keep going. And then to realize that you're just that like, and then you you think back to all those those entries, those journal entries, and you go, oh my god, you know, like. It's oh, so wow. good. It's so good. Like, and and oh, so I hope, goodness. I hope people who actually want to play that game didn't have anything spoiled for them. Uh, but it, man, it was, it was so cool. Like that's the thing. That's why I love games, and that's why I love like those kind of whatnots and what have yous. Like with with mm -hmm. the emotional investment in games. Even like like you said, Halo. People have that misconception that it's. Um, uh, 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 just a, a shooter, you know, a, a sci-fi yeah. shooter. There's so yep. much. I mean, there's novels and stuff too, right? Oh yeah, like I, I have several books that go into you know different stories uh, from different characters and things that you know even happen to the main character, Master Chief, that you know take place in between different games. Yeah, yeah, they've they've really cultivated a good story out of it. And and before we get going, because we've been go, we're we're getting the burrito time here, but. That's, but then there's also games that don't play out the story in cinematics or even with uh, Braid, like that tells the story through journal entries or whatever, and it's kind of put in front of you. Like Dark Souls, if you were to sit down and just play Dark Souls, you're like, it tell, it, there's a giant opening cinematic that, that lays out the world you're in and why you're mm -hmm. doing what you're doing. But okay. then that's really it. Like, it doesn't, there's no, there's, like, dialogue with NPCs, but it's very incidental. Um, okay. You don't, like, there are a lot of, like, sh they're, like, shopkeepers and stuff, and they're like, ah, you've come this far. You know, like, <laughs> you don't get, like, the story laid out to you other than what right. they give you at the beginning. The way it tells the story is through item descriptions. Oh, so if you read the if you read the description for the item, and it's not super extensive, it'll just give you enough that you go, oh, and then it'll relate to a thing in the game that you'll see, or like it'll relate to another item's description, or it will relate to something, whatever. And if you go online and go down the rabbit hole of Dark Souls lore, it's amazing. Oh, it's incredible. Like, that world is so rich with story, but you have to want to find it and want to know it to get it. Oh, I see. I dig oh, that. That's interesting. Yeah, it is interesting. And we, we could keep going on and on, but I think it's about closing time here at the Breaking Cave Fabe Lounge. And uh, Ransom, thanks for joining me here on this one, man. Yeah, I, I, I like to do these. I like to be able to step out of the world of, you know, us talking about wrestling and just touch on a, a multitude of different things, you know, stuff happening in our personal lives, games we like to play, things like that. It's it's a nice little break just to be able to kind of, you know, 
catch up in these days of not being able to hang out in person. Yeah, and I and and let's hope that things start start to even out more because I'll tell you what, I don't know about you, but I'm starting to go stir crazy, man. Yeah, well, yeah. Right, but Summer wasn't bad. Like we could, I could do things outdoors. Yeah. But freaking in this cold and being locked up in the house with you know winter and all that, like oh my, I'm so stir crazy and ready for this winter to be over. Absolutely. And uh, hopefully you folks are holding up out there, and we'll have more uh, episodes of Breaking Kayfabe Lounge and, of course, the P3 podcast as well. Uh, and also make sure you subscribe to Frig Off Ransom, his uh, YouTube channel. He does a great job, uh, especially with his editing. I'll tell you what, his editing is always spot on. Go subscribe there. <laughs> make sure you check out Casual Gaming Dad on Facebook and uh, Casual Gaming Dad's Corner. Also on YouTube, that's Casual Gaming Dad. And on Twitch, Casual Game Dad 84. Um, and uh, hopefully soon, uh, if we can get more of the assets together, talking to you here, Beef, we're going to have Beef's uh, weekly serial reviews on our Facebook page. So for the Pittsburgh Pile Driver podcast, also give us a subscribe as well. We'd really appreciate that. And um, even though, like I said, I'm kind of uh, in, in a very leisurely way posting on Poot the Bard, uh, make sure. You pop on over to my channel and check it out. I have uh, gameplay stuff. I also started doing uh, guitar gear reviews, if you're into that thing. It's my channel. I do what I want. Screw focusing on one thing. Um, yeah, buddy. Yeah. And uh, also, hopefully, uh, listening to this, you guys decide to, uh, whether you uh, get yourself physically active or whatever, and, you know, to help your mindset, or if you escape into the world of a good video game, hopefully that helps you out. For now... I'm going to go and put my glass back on the counter and put the, uh, the, 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 the coaster on top. Show. We're done. We're done drinking. Have a good night. Thanks for joining us in the Breaking Kayfabe Lounge. Good night, everybody.